Hi, good day and welcome to About Patterson, a podcast about the past, present, and future of our hometown, Patterson, New Jersey. As all Pattersonians know, Patterson was founded by our first Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, in 1791. Hamilton's vision for Patterson was as America's first planned industrial city, but even Hamilton couldn't have seen what Patterson would become. Patterson led the Industrial Revolution where Sam Colt manufactured his first revolvers, John Ryle manufactured America's first silk, Thomas Rogers built the first American locomotives, and John Holland tested the world's first modern submarine. But Patterson isn't just about the Industrial Revolution, it's about us, the people of Patterson. It's about our parents, our grandparents, and our great-grandparents who came to America and settled in Patterson for a better life. We all know Patterson today isn't the Patterson we grew up in, but something is happening that no one saw coming. After decades of decline, a miracle happened. Two Pattersonians, former Mayor Bill Pascrell in the House of Representatives and Frank Lautenberg in the United States Senate, passed a bill that was signed by President Barack Obama, making our Great Falls District a national park, and in my view, changed Patterson's future for the better. This is a podcast about Patterson, the historic Patterson we learned about, the Patterson we grew up in, and the Patterson that, in my opinion, is emerging from the ashes. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for joining me today. In a few minutes, we'll have Patterson's mayor, Andre Saya. Among the things we'll discuss today are the sad loss of former mayor, Pat Kramer, Uh, Today is the first football game at Hinchcliffe Stadium in 30 years. We'll talk about the new Negro League Museum at um, Hinchcliffe and uh, I guess some other developments in the city. So here's the mayor. Ed Franks. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. How are you today? Good morning, sir. I'm doing well, sir. Well, Yeah, I can I can really elaborate on the type of day I'm having, but it's going to get better because I'm talking to Ed Franks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, oh let's... my God, Ed! Just to give you a little snapshot, <laughs> you know, Chamberlain Avenue. We did it in phases. So phase one has been completed as far as the road resurfacing is concerned. Right. Phase two has been approved, the bid, everything awarded, the contract, and so it's like we haven't gotten a schedule yet. Usually within a week, so it's been two weeks. Right. So I called the engineer. I said, "Where's the schedule?" No, the contractor hasn't given it to us yet. I said, "This is not normal." Called the contractor. He's at Seaside Heights. That's okay. He's on the boardwalk. I said, "I need my schedule." He goes, "Well, DOT hasn't given us permission to proceed." I said, oh. "No, that's not you. You you work for us. DOT has nothing to do with you." Right. So it turns out the guy missed an email that we sent him. Okay. So I said, "He's going to give me the schedule by Tuesday." So. Chamberlain Ave, you see all the boo birds on my page. We'll in earnest, but you see, we have an impatient public, and that makes me impatient. I so agree. So then you gotta, yeah, you know, you gotta apply pressure. So Chamberlain Avenue, Cliff Street, and Fourteenth Avenue is gonna be massive. It's almost well, River Street is the. I think that's the golden goose. That's the one we got to resurface, and that's gonna happen next year. It's in the but most, enough of that. I'm probably, sorry. Probably in the most need, but uh, I know Chamberlain's pretty bad, and I know that. Um, I, I often think, and I may have done it once, I guess you were away somewhere and, and some guy was like complaining that you went away and there were still potholes. And it I'll was like, it was like, you know, that's what I said, you know, give the guy a break. So it's just, um, I, I often think, in fact, you were just away and I, I almost, it goes through my head to say, 
on a post when you're posting about where you are, or whatever. Well, yeah, but what about the potholes? Just, <laughs> just, just for spite, you know. But it's just um, a silly thing. But uh, I'm sure there's at least one person over there. Yeah, who will yeah, be I, absolutely thrilled that uh, that this at least is in progress. Yes, yes, and All I like. Right. I, and thanks for being the voice of reason on some of these threads. I know. When I post. Yeah, I know. It's just um, I. I the, one of the things I I brought up, and I I'm making this about me, and I don't mean to, but it's you know so many, not so many, but ninety nine percent of the problems that. If you were to make a list of Patterson problems today, began before you were born. Oh, please! And these are not going to be resolved in 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 the SAYA administration unless you get ten or twelve administrations. Uh, you know, is this is it, it? It's not going to be fixed overnight, and it's it's just, we're in a sad shape, and it took us decades to get here, but. I I I started the podcast because I really truly believe that God sent us the the uh, national park, and if yes. if anything was ever going to save Patterson, and no one knew what it was, you know, we were just circling the drain since uh, the '60s. Good one. And and it's just you know it's like. I I don't know. I just I just don't get the impatience with it. We've had we've had these problems a long time. It's going to take decades, but for some God knows what reason, Bill Pascrell and Frank Lautenberg came along and got that done. And yes. If, if anything is going to save us, that's it. So you yes. know, at least we're moving in the right direction. So before we get in too deep, how was your vacation, and what did you think it of went Alaska? Very well. I highly recommend Alaska. I highly recommend it. Everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody who's ever gone there. Did you do a cruise, or how did you do it? We did a Disney cruise, and we had excursions to Skagway, yep. Juneau, and Ketchikan. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. Even my uncle, and there's another side story, my uncle, who was not excited about anything, my aunt, for some reason, forced him to go on a vacation to Alaska. And they were up there, I guess, I don't know, do the northern lights go year-round, or is that like an annual thing, or do you know? No, I think it's like six months. Okay. Anyway, he, months. Was, he was in the cabin, and my aunt's up on deck, and she's all wow and going crazy about these northern lights. She could barely get him out of the cabin and he, because he didn't care. And he went up, and he was when he got back, he said, I got to tell you, I've never seen anything more exciting in my entire life. He was just ranting and raving about how great Alaska is. And here's a guy who just wasn't that type of guy. But it must be one hell of a place to visit. It is. It's uh, If you like nature, if you like history, right. then Alaska's, Alaska's the spot for you. It's an underrated state. Okay. I just look at it as being so cold. But you guys weren't dressed in winter clothing. You were dressed fairly casual. Well, it's when we went, so we went right. now. So yeah, in the summer. Don't don't go in December. <laughs> That's the, so. I make it. Let me make a note. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, that. Anyway, I'm glad you got to get away for a little while. You deserve it. And uh, thanks. Um, of course, on a sad note, while you were away. Oh my God! I got the call. Oh uh, my God! I guess everybody knows by now that uh, Patterson lost one of our finest cheerleaders last week or as congressman pascrell worded it so beautifully a part of our soul yeah Um, 
you know, Pat was, um, and he did my podcast just a couple of weeks before. I said a week in your in a text, but it was actually two weeks before. And because uh, I wanted him to tell the story that he told us at the Patterson Museum 20 years ago about the so-called great train robbery. And I thought, boy, we really got to get this recorded. And that was part of my biggest reasons for just doing the podcast in the first place. And I kept thinking, you know, Pat's not getting any younger, neither am I. And uh, maybe we ought to get this done. And we just, uh, I just, my timing was fortunate that, uh, and I know a lot of people have wonderful memories of Pat. What, what's your first and best memory of uh, Pat Kramer? It's when I first met him, he left an indelible impression on me. It was orientation for a program known as Leadership Patterson, which wow. emanated from the Greater Patterson Chamber of Commerce. I'm not sure if you remember that program. I don't. So Leadership Patterson was for people who aspired to be leaders in the city of Patterson. So, okay. in, yeah. So in 2000, I was one of those individuals. Actually, 2001. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Okay. 2001. And I met Pat Kramer. He was the featured speaker at the orientation just to provide welcoming remarks to individuals who are about to participate in the program. And I'm, and I'm saying to myself, wow, I was in awe of his charisma. Yes. Yes. And his passion for Patterson. Yep. Right. Unbridled. Right up until the last day. Really? Oh, yeah. How was he in your podcast? I'd have to great. listen to it. Great. Oh, great. It was just two weeks ago. It's still there. It'll be there forever. I'm going to donate it, I guess, to the museum or somebody. But uh, in any event, no, he was full of life, as he always is. And, uh, you know, to, to not <clears throat> not cast a shadow on, but he's, he's not, he was 90. And he's, he's, he, I, had, I sent him not, not a script, but I sent him an outline of because I want to do things as much as I can in chronological order. But, you know, Pat's all over the place. He thinks of a story, and he wants to tell the story, and it was wonderful. But I had to, you know, bring him back all the time to say, hey, by the way, what about this? A lot of stuff he didn't remember, you know, because he's, he, he's 90, you know. And, yeah. But the, listen to, I did a little memorial thing. Just listen to that because there's a, well, I'll tell you. There's a story about it. What I mentioned in the, I just did a five-minute thing to remember Pat. And, uh, and my, one of the things I mentioned in there was one time I had, to, I, I was doing the paper, I guess, cause I must've been in Patterson and I was dropping off for some reason. I don't remember what, but I was dropping off some kind of package of material at his house. And of course, if you remember, he lived up on the hill in a condo. And when I, when I got up. Yeah. Garrett Heights. Yes. Up above. 12 Amethyst Lane. Amethyst. Right. I knew it was a, a stone or a flower or something. Yes. And uh, I, w I knew what it was. Anyway, there was a young guy there. And he's, and as I got out of my car, I said, hey, uh, let me ask you a question. I said, you know which, which condo is Pat Kramer's? And he said, no, I really don't, but it's somewhere over there. And he, he proceeds to tell me a story. He says, I, uh, when I, I moved in here about a year ago, he says, and every morning Pat and I, or this guy, this older guy, would be leaving for work at the same time. And after a week or two or three or whatever it was of that, this young fellow asked another neighbor, who is that guy who's coming out of his house every morning about the same time I do? He's always whistling. So Pat's, the, Pat's full of life as he walks to his car when he goes to work. And, that, and, of course, somebody said, well, that's Pat Kramer, former mayor. 
But that was just Pat, 24-7. Yeah. The guy was just so full of life and, and energy that uh, I what I always said when I walked away from, from having a session with Pat, even just to shake hands, was you, you felt better uh, just about yourself, about life, yes. about Patterson. He he was just so uplifting that he was just a just a super guy. So so that was your first experience with Pat Kramer. Yeah, and quite frankly, when I became mayor, <coughs> I could expect almost daily calls from him, motivational morning phone calls. <laughs> and I have saved thirty. I have thirty five saved messages in my voicemail box. Thirty four are of Pat Kramer. The other one was from my wife telling me that Pat Kramer was calling Kramer her to get to me. Okay. Yeah, that was that was just Pat and he wanted the best. He didn't care what party you were or who you were or uh he was very supportive of uh of previous mayors, I know. He was just he just wanted the best for Patterson and whoever he, was he whoever was sitting in the chair, he wanted the help. It was a You know, and I, and, and I, you asked about my first memory. Well, my last two February 24th this year, he his, turned 90. His birthday, and, right. Yes, and I was invited to his private party, his family invited me, nice. the only non-relative there. Nice. And what a night. And I never spend more than two hours at any event if it's not involved, if my family's not involved. Right. I stayed for four hours. Yeah, I know. And sad when it was over. Yeah. I'm sad now because I'm thinking about that night. But also, I'll tell you, we we I purposely had him on the Hinchliffe Stadium Rebirth program. Right. We wanted him to not only deliver remarks, but he also led the children. There was a choir, well, not a choir, but the Patterson Music Project was right, there. Right. And he led them in, take me out to the ball game. So that was <laughs> his last public speech was a song. Nice. Very, yes. very nice. Just what, yes. a, what a remarkable man. He was. Uh, we were very, very lucky to have known him, as the Irish saying goes. And uh, uh, he was just a very special guy. And uh, I actually, just, again, I hate to bring up myself, but I learned that when I was sitting in my office and uh, I couldn't finish the day. It was just like, oh, shit, I'm going home. I'm just going home. I just got, I sat on my sofa sad. And then, uh, you know, but thankful that I got him on the on the, the podcast and thankful, more thankful that I got to know Pat. Very, very special man. He was. He put the Pat. In, in Patterson. Patterson, yes. Come yes. on. I knew you'd say that. I don't know why Thank I you. knew you would come up with it, but I figured if anybody does, it's going to be Andre. I'm so predictable. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's yeah, all right. We love you. Listen, you. Uh, first football game at Hinchcliffe Stadium. And Today. I, Today. 30 years plus, I guess. But Yes. Uh, that's going to be very cool. That's going So to be Kennedy is playing first. Eastside is playing second. They don't play each other till Thanksgiving, and I'm expecting – a full capacity crowd on hand for that game on November 23rd. I hope so. Me too. I hope so. I hope oh, by the so. way, another note, the Jackals did clinch a playoff berth, so I'm very impressed. Oh, really? Very good. Yes. I had no idea. Yes. I don't follow them. I'm a Yankee fan, so I don't Oh, really... well, you shouldn't be following them either. Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's always harder once in a while, but uh, <laughs> I've been a Yankee fan since uh, Roger Maris broke the record. So, uh, Oh, my God, 61 and 61, baby. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yes, was, yes. And he was from Fargo, North Dakota. I was uh, 10 years old, and uh, I'll, or I left, no, 12, and I was just, um, 
uh, it was a big deal, obviously, at the time. We all sat around a transistor radio because there weren't even that wasn't even carried on on TV that day. Oh. Um, anyway, oh. well, they weren't in Yankee Stadium. They were, I think, I don't remember where where that was done, but that wasn't at Yankee Stadium, I don't think, was it? You know, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure I, either. I've been reading a lot of Negro League books, so they I haven't like I gotta. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I gotta brush up on Roger I, Maris. Okay. Just. I just remember he's from Fargo, North Dakota. He had 61 and 61, and people didn't want him to break it. They wanted Mickey Mantle, if anything, who had 54 that year. Right. We went to the hospital. He had an injury. Yes. Yeah. He watched, that. Even, he watched Roger do it from his hospital bed in the hospital. The other thing is, though, I mean, people can make the contention. Babe Ruth hit 60 in 154. In less games. He, yeah. He, if Yes. Fewer games. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so, I know. I know. But you can say what you want, but nobody had done it for 50 years. So uh, That's right. You know, if it wasn't a big deal, it would have been done three times or four times after Ruth, and it wasn't. So that's right. That's so right. it was a it was a big thing. So anyway, we're real happy about Hinchcliffe. Uh, I do have a it's not a bad question, but <coughs> excuse me, uh, a question about you. thank you, a question about the takeover of our police department. How is that going? Well, I will say this: prior to them coming in, <laughs> those first few months. We saw a reduction in crime. I'm going to give our police department a lot of credit, irrespective of what happened on March 27th and afterwards. So we saw a significant spike in violent crime. A decline. Now, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Actually, in fact, the, those first few months, we had what? It was like two homicides, which, which represented a significant decline. Right. And then also the number of shootings. And this summer, yes, we've seen that trajectory. Almost you know, that, that percentage is, is relatively the same. We've seen a decline in homicides. Okay. Right. So, yeah. And, and look, we've worked with the officer in charge. We worked on the Broadway project. As you know, Broadway yep. had been plagued with some challenges. relative to Individuals struggling with opioid use disorder. Yep. So we, we've cleaned up that stretch. And, but we got a lot of work to do, and we just were waiting on resources because that's what we were promised as a result of this state takeover. Okay, they haven't delivered on resources as much. Well, as they've you... invested in overtime, which has helped with Broadway, okay, and has helped also curb some of the crime. Okay, all right. Well, it's like I said before; it's it's been like this for a long time. It's not going to be turned around overnight. It's a huge problem, and uh, it's going to take a lot of time and effort and uh, money. To, uh, yeah, I also feel badly about our police chief, right? Because he was exiled for whatever reason. I mean, right. he's just he's drawing a big salary, and he's not really—it's not to the benefit of Patterson, Patterson residents, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Well, what's so what's going on with new development? You got any anything yeah. new to report? Of course, of course. <laughs> so Ed, uh, a lot of activity by the falls. So <laughs> so. Currently under construction is the Riverwalk. We're expecting a ribbon cutting sometime in the spring, let's say April, May of okay. next year. Nice. Then we we expect to break ground finally on the long-awaited Alexander Hamilton Visitor Center at the Falls. Okay. Then you've got 39 McBride Avenue across from Overlook Park on, uh, ready for this, at Lawrence Pat Kramer Way. Oh, yeah, have, right. 39 McBride Avenue is going to have a food hall, which would accentuate the diversity as far as dining options are concerned in Patterson, and a rooftop restaurant. Wow. Then a little further down across from the recently renovated Luke Costello Park, which bears an inclusive playground, we have 24 and a half Van Houten. It's a massive project that will complement what we've been doing, and it's a gateway to the Great Falls because 
You just take that road right up and you get to the falls. And if you're not familiar, it's like, uh, it's right by the river, the ATP right. site. Yeah, I know. I know the ATP. Okay. So Colt okay. Mill. Yeah. Colt Mill is there. And yeah. They, so how are they going to work around the, this, this deteriorating uh, structures that are there? Yeah. So we got historic preservation on it. John Franco, Archimedes. We're going to be applying for grant funding so that we can preserve a piece of those uh, our pieces of history. Even if we just keep a wall of the gun mill. That's I mean, right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So those those are a lot of the projects. And so we're really elated that this is going to occur. We're expecting 2024 to be a banner year as far as development is concerned, road resurfacing, because I told you R River Street should begin in earnest at right. some point next year. Okay. Chamberlain Avenue will be finished. I was just on the phone. We have like 30 streets that are going to be repaid next year. So wow. infrastructure improvement. Yes. Excellent. Very important. Very, very important. Nice. And I ask where that money's coming from. Yes. So it's a variety of sources, primarily state funds for road resurfacing. As you know, we resurfaced all the roads at Eastside Park. Yes. Yeah, and, and as we speak, they're renovating the tennis court, a half a million dollar project. Nice. Then we move on to the historic steps and repairing them. We also the playground named after the late and lamented former senator from Patterson, Frank Lautenberg. Right. Westside Park, by the way, that is going to, we're supposed to break ground on a $12 million renovation project there. Very nice. So 2024, like I said, it uh, could be one for the books, okay. the record books. <laughs> Very good. Good to hear. Cause all these places, yes. all these places need it badly. Uh, yes. You mentioned the uh, Negro leagues before. Uh, how's the baseball, the museum coming along? Yes, thank you, Ed. Man, you brought your A game today. So <laughs> we're just deciding when we're going to do the. It looks like it's going to be early December. Okay. It's, it's good. Yes, and it's going to be a first class museum with a nod to the Negro Leagues, Hinchliffe Stadium, the struggle for social justice. Yes. So. Okay. That's another project that uh, gets me going. Yeah, that's ex that's truly well. All of that is exciting, Hinchcliffe, and yes. of course the museum and. Uh, that's really going to be the anchor, like almost like an anchor store for the uh, for the uh, for the stadium itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Any plans? So, what's uh, we talked about this before about a Larry Doby statue at the museum? Is yes. that still a possibility? Yes, or? we're discussing it, and I also want to let you know I spoke to Councilwoman Maritza Davila yesterday. My favorite. Yes. <laughs> this December thirteenth would mark the hundredth birthday of Larry Doby. So I asked her to sponsor a resolution naming the street behind Hinchliffe stadium by school five, Larry Doby way. Very nice. Yes, sir. Very nice. That's, yes. that's really good to hear. So we are, we are considering a statue. Yes. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's a matter of money. So of let's course. see what we can do with that. Okay. But in the meantime, we're definitely going to do the street. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Well, if, you know, I mentioned before, if we don't get, uh, I don't know if anybody wants to do it, but then maybe the family would be against it. But uh, if we don't get a second Larry Doby statue, know, we could we could yeah. relocate. But, you know, it's been in, I like things where they belong. And and that was dedicated there at, at Eastside. I mean, as much as I'd like to see it, um, you know, maybe that's maybe that's where it belongs. But I would talk to the family, see if they're up for that. Yes, I certainly will. All right, man. Well, listen, I will let our busy mayor uh, go back to work. This we, is work, my we, friend. I'm enjoying it. We do have. Yes, I know. Well, you know, there's that old saying, if you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life. I love that. Ed. And uh, 
you know, you got lucky, man. I mean, you, you got where you wanted to and, uh, and it's hard. It takes a lot of hard work and, uh, we're all proud of you and we're thankful that you're uh, you. in the seat. I really truly believe that you are the right guy at the right time. Thanks. Ed. Uh, I, I approve that message. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll put that on Send a bumper sticker. Send best stick. regards to your wife, sir. Stay safe down there. I will. Well, I will. That's, you know, as I said in my text, uh, we had another freaking hurricane down here. Now, we uh, we got lucky. It went up into the, uh, what they call the panhandle and uh, across into Georgia and all that. But uh, it, it blew right by us. But that's, see, that's what the last one did. The last one was right off our oh. coast and made a right-hand turn. And uh, hit us, gave us a direct hit. That's why we had billions of dollars worth of damage here. But we dodged a bullet oh. on this one. Listen, buddy, thanks so much for, for hooking thanks. up All today. All the best to your wife, sir. Thanks, I will, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Stay well. I will. Stay thank, well. thank you, brother. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. Next week's podcast will be about a long-forgotten Pattisonian, Albert Huser. Between the time Huser graduated high school and his death at just 43 years old, he was one of the city's leading historians. He was involved with the Patterson Library, the Patterson Museum, and he was the first curator of the Passaic County Historical Society. He published a number of books, one of which was Homes and Haunts of the Indians. Among his collections were Indian arrowheads and other artifacts that would become part of the Patterson Museum collection. Thanks again. See you next week.